Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is Season 3, three of Better Let, Let Me Tell, tell You. you. as much content as Gloria Stefan, the YouTube rabbit holes are like... That's true. Five hours. That's true. It's equivalent of like a Madonna rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, it really is, which is two things that you don't normally think to compare, but... Rabbit holes and Madonna. Well, I was going to say Madonna and Gloria <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, the you the Gloria Stefan rabbit hole was, was great. It, it was awesome. And then what I love, it's like... Her early videos, like Dr. Beat and... With Lydia Stefan and her 40 pounds of hair. Okay, if you want to talk of... You know how we always say Kylie Minogue and her evolution oh, in videos? there's an evolution with Gloria. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because it's so funny because by the the late 90s, like when she came out with the Let It Loose album... Yeah. <laughs> you could tell she already had enough money to have like a stylist. See, yeah, she was... Like, she was like international. Like, right, right, right. She could so, afford... Yeah, so she looked like really good. And then in the early videos, it's like, oh, you could tell it was local. <laughs> yes, let's go with that. Let's go with that. But well, before we go any further, welcome to episode 122. <laughs> We're going down Gloria Stefan's video, video trajectory. Actually, did you, um, I just found this out, I think it was yesterday. She's going to have a talk show of sorts on Facebook Watch. It's going to be called... Um, it's going to be Facebook Watch. <laughs> La Ventanita Live instead of, instead no, of the, but the it's red, red... No, it's Red Table Talk via oh. Stefan's. Okay, but wait. 
Is Red Apparently, Table? Red Table Talk is becoming a it's now a franchise. It's a franchise now. Okay, well, we need a Red Table. I mean, it doesn't have to be red. You know, I prefer cooler colors, <laughs> like you know, like a teal. Okay, you know, for Miami, for Miami. Yeah, for Miami. So yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be her. I could see her doing. She's good at that. I'm she, surprised she's good Gloria as a host. Stefan has not had a talk show. I think that they've tried to to sell one. It just hasn't come to fruition. At but the right gonna, time. Yeah, it's gonna be her, Emily, her daughter, and Lily. Estefan? Yeah. Is it going to be them bilingual? I would assume that it's probably not going to be like overtly bilingual, but I feel like kind of like our show, it'll just try to be naturally, you know, fluid in that language fluid. Is that a thing? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, So I I don't know when it's coming out exactly, but I think it's coming out this year. And uh, so far, it's eight episodes that they've. But it's going to be on Facebook? Yeah. Just like uh, Jada Pinkett, the Red Table Talk. Bueno, we know how that's gone. Have you seen any of the episodes? You know, I've not. I have. And? Um. So I have. Okay, I have two opinions on it. Okay. I think it's kind of like the first. I compare it to like the first few seasons of the real world. Things were really real because you okay. didn't, there wasn't a precedent. Right, right, right. right. You're blazing you know, new ground. Yeah. Real world on MTV, like right. New York, LA, San Francisco, even. There wasn't a precedent, especially mm-hmm. at that time. You know, reality TV stars weren't really it wasn't stars, a thing, yeah. you know. So it was very authentic. I think that the Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett, the mm-hmm. first several episodes, I thought were very authentic. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's kind of like, you know, they know that they're really honest about it. So mm-hmm. to me, it doesn't feel like the later episodes as authentic. One of the episodes I enjoyed the most, if not... The one I liked mm-hmm. the best was when she uh, had a conversation with Will Smith's ex-wife. Ex-wife, yes, yes. I didn't see it, but I remember. But it, but it was very real because mm-hmm. it, it it felt like two, two real women talking having, about something right. real that had shit in the past but have moved on, right. you know, for the sake of peace family, and civility right. and the family. And they're on the other side of it. So I, I thought the conversation was really good. But now, again, because there have been so many... Um, stories and so many things mm-hmm. said on that show um whether it's from them or from you know guest general, stars yeah. now i think it's like it's almost expected if you will like you're not gonna go on there and just have a chat you have to have like a bombshell R- exactly like it's like oh what am i gonna you know what's the reveal right yeah so but i could totally see glory stuff on having a but i'll see when rosie o'donnell had her show she guest hosted a couple of episodes and she did really good yeah, yeah, and the thing is with Gloria is that she's likable. She's she, very she's likable. very personable. She's very you know down to earth, and she doesn't take herself seriously. Right, because like th- I think that's one of the reasons, and I've said it here before, why I think like Kelly Clarkson. I'm having such a hard time logging on my laptop. By the way, like, <laughs> this is why I'm not like a hundred percent. I have put in the wrong password like ten <laughs> times. Like coño, like Jesus Christ, Windows. <laughs> It's me. I can assure you it's me. They don't know that. Windows does not know. <laughs> no, because to our viewers, I usually like to record with a laptop, you yeah, know, to scroll through stuff and, and see if there's anything that comes up in like the news sites that we're going to talk about. But my pe- laptop, I kept putting my password and it was... Your laptop was not having it. And maybe it's because your laptop is red and it did not like how we were talking about the red table talk. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it was like F you. It was like so. I, my mother was at red table. At one point. All right, sir. So, anyway, bueno. 
We can't talk about this week in review without talking about... WAP. <laughs> of course. <laughs> We're living in a post-WAP world. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I love the video. I love Cardi B. I've yeah. always liked Cardi... I, I, I Give me credit. I liked Cardi B. You have been long time. I mean, before... Yes. I don't want to say that before because I didn't follow her... You know, when she was on the real... The, the real VH1, uh, not Real Housewives. Um, 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 Love and Hip Hop. Love and Hip Hop. Actually, I didn't follow her there. But the moment she came out with Bodak Yellow, like the moment, yeah, I was like, all oh, about it. I was all about it, yeah. yeah and yeah. then she exploded. I just, I love it. I, how, how do I explain this? The thing with Cardi B is that she's very explicit and sexual, but she's so freaking funny it's a caricature. And she, and she doesn't take herself seriously. And she's the first one. To she's like, the other extreme of Gloria Stefan. <laughs> but she's the other, the first one to like rag on herself. Like, oh, right. like fake titties, fake butts. Like that. She's in on the joke. It's like awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. Like awesome. Okay, she's know? a caricature. And she knows that she is. Yeah. You know, and she's, she's taking it to the bank. Hell yeah. And, and I like that she hasn't changed. Like, she is who she is. No. Hello. The other day she posted a picture of herself basically because she went to the supermarket because she had to go get an oxtail. And I'm like, <laughs> dale, hace bravo encendido. Bravo encendido, dale. <laughs> I love it. There was a, this interview of hers on YouTube that it, it was probably, I don't know if she had already released Bodak Yellow or if she was still, like, on the whole Love and Hip Hop mm-hmm. Um you know, uh, part of her career that it, it was, it was in New York and obviously it was in Washington Heights. As it has to be, of course. <laughs> and she was with some DJs. El, el, ay, como se llama the show? El, um, it's a very famous radio show in New York. Um, but anyway, she was there with the the DJs, uh-huh. and, and she's like, "Porque mi papá siempre me dice que ahorre mi dinero para que me compre un apartamento de Santo Domingo." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "That's so, that's so like what a Dominican like, father yes, like, would like say." Like we we hear it, we yes. can hear her father yes. speaking. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like I love it. Like I love it that she's all like ratchet and you know and she doesn't care and she. I absolutely love it. I love her. I, I love her. I, I, I had to come around. You to came her. around. You didn't care too much for her at first. I didn't dislike her, but I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And thanks to Instagram, I now get it. Because you know the thing with her is that if you don't know her and you just look at her from the outside, you're like, I get vulgar, like la la carne, right, right, like, right. Vulgar. But then when you really see how she is, you're like, oh, oh, it's like, a, it's a show. It's a show. Yeah, yeah. It's the Cardi B show. It is. <laughs> Ooh, that's how that be a talk show. Can you imagine that? That's, as a talk that's show? one reality TV show that Can I would watch. You imagine? I would be up all, all up on that <laughs> on that reality TV show. <laughs> but no, I mean, I kind of hijacked it because we are living in a post WAP world, <laughs> you know, post WAP. But I, I don't think that's what you were going to say. We have to talk about this absolutely week. i was that the, was pre- the was presidential <laughs> the vice presidential nominee is second to the fact that cardi b released and megan the, the stallion video. have a wap video yes yeah, that's true so... that's true carol baskins is upset about it oh it's... we think yes yes carol baskins <laughs> oh my god i would love to see cardi b's response to carol i would baskins. love to be like who carol bat what Baskin Robbins? Because <laughs> you know she'd be like totally not knowing what's going on. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, crap. You know, you, you know what's bad? That with the way that things that coronavirus is going, yeah. we're probably going to have a really toned down Halloween. Ugh, I know. If at all. Yeah, I know. I mean, the 
Tiger King content that we could have oh, had this I year. Oh, Damn it. <laughs> One more reason to be pissed off of Corona. I mean, it's just... It's just... It's like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> because there's just... Giving... There's so much you could do with, like... We? With, you know... Us the... and our friends could have totally just been the whole cast and crew. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know... I call a manca. <laughs> One of us could have been Joe Exotic and then the other two guys. Well, these are my lovers. <laughs> these are my husbands. <laughs> but then, you know, we had to, like, knock your teeth out. <laughs> oh, no. I'll just get some, like, a Sharpie. I'll just, you know, color them. I'm not, see, like... <laughs> yeah, don't... I, I don't... I'm not going to be that method. You know, I'm not Marlon Brando over here, okay? But there's so much... There's just so oh, much so Tiger much. King content that's going to go to waste Unused. this year. Aww. Because, I mean, Halloween is not going to... It's not going to be the same. It's not. I don't know. At I least mean, it's the one holiday that already brings masks with it. That's true, <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> I mean, just... I just here in Miami, all the public Halloween. That's true. You know, all the, all the parties yeah. are are. I mean, oh, I'm not even, even gonna talk about it because I'm gonna start talking about like all the lack of holiday parties during Christmas, and it's gonna make me upset. Yeah, no, but definitely, but Halloween is party time. I, it, it, it's yeah. party time, but I feel that all like the, the Halloween festivity citywide. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a homolote de gente, right? Right. South Beach, Lincoln Road, right? Right. A homolote de gente. So. I mean, you can't. There's just nothing you can do. Like, you, just, you just can't. Like, I'm sorry. Thanks for playing. I mean, and it's funny because, like, if if COVID would have been like eradicated by then, then there would have been so much COVID content. COVID con- I know. I wanted to see what sexy COVID looked like. <laughs> right? Like, what would that be? It'd be like just a big mask with a slit for your leg. <laughs> Who knows? But but yeah, all this Tiger King content down by the wayside. So. Okay, so, so in yes, other news, in other news, in other, news, other unimportant news, you know, we have heard. I don't know. So um, Joe Biden <laughs> yes. finally picked his vice president nominee, which is Kamala Harris. Yes. Uh, some people are very happy. Some people are not. Did you think it was going to be her? No. Who did you think it was going to be? Um, I thought. I thought it was going to be the. Um, the I thought the either, sheriff. The lady. I was... thought um, Stacey Abrams. Could have been. I thought. Um, I como se llama ella? I really like her. The mayor of Atlanta. Um, oh yes, yes. Her. Um, yeah. But I, the one that I'm th- the one that I'm thinking about, I think, is a Florida, a, a Florida uh, I, uh, lady. Keisha Lance Bottoms. Um, I thought it would be one of those. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris surprised me uh, for a couple of reasons. You weren't uh, expecting Maya Rudolph to show up. <laughs> no, it, it surprised me because of the time. Um, you know, the whole protests and, you know, mm-hmm. from the Black Lives Matter movement to the George Floyd protests um, in a couple of months have completely changed the narrative completely in most of the things that we talk about and how right. we approach them. Right, right. So, you know, right now. See, that's why to me she made the most sense. Who? Kamala. Why? Well, because she's, I mean, she's a mixed race woman, but right, she's. No, but the thing is that right now. We are socially in a place where, you know, there's this very big movement to defund the police. And there's mm-hmm. this very, th- there's, there's not a pro-police sentiment right now. Mm-hmm. And we can have an argument to the cow comes but it's out there of how, you know, of how accurate it is or how, how good it is or how bad it is. But, but it, right but it's now, out there. There's, but it's an, out there. there's not a pro-police sentiment around the country. So I 
probably would have not thought that at this moment, because you know in politics it could the game could change from right, one right. week to the other. That at this moment he would have picked someone who was the top cop in California, mm-hmm. um, because she was the state attorney right. of California, and Kamala Harris has a very very high incarceration rate. So, but that's why she makes sense to me. What, but but why? I don't I don't think so. Okay. The people who are going to vote for Trump are going to vote for Trump. I don't care. Like, they, like Jesus Christ could have been Biden's running mate, and they would have been like, "Well, you know, I'm Jewish now." <laughs> um, it wouldn't have mattered. But because she is both a woman, well, mm-hmm. she's a woman, a woman of color, and not necessarily anti-police, it allows you to have different conversations across several types of groups to potentially lure different undecided voters. That no, you may I, that you may not have had the opportunity to reach in the same way. No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thought about it that way. I actually, because he he has already gone on record saying that he does not believe in defunding the police. Right, but it's one thing for a white man to say. Right, but that's why I thought that picking a woman, especially a woman of color, mm-hmm. who is on the opposite end of that, would have made more sense. I still think that. Electorally, she she's great. Right, she makes sense. She makes sense in ter- terms of an electoral position. She's very um, moderate too. She she is moderate. Um, but the problem is that right now, what is moderate? Okay, I'm using moderate in the old sense of moderate. no, no. But, yeah, but what? what but, is, but you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, because to people who are on the right. Anything on the left is left. Is left. And vice versa. And to people on the extreme left, anything that's not on the extreme left is not yeah. only right, but is moderate with like, oh, you're a moderate. Like you're useless, yeah. Right? So it, it's a very tricky time. I would say that, you know, historically, a vice presidential nominee doesn't necessarily do much for it's more of a publicity thing it is and it doesn't do much because for example in 2008 when john mccain picked sarah palin originally when he first picked sarah palin there was a lot of fanfare with sarah palin and like oh my god look at her the first woman you know a bulldog with lipstick you know and all that obviously with her the crack started to show soon after he... Yeah, her, he she's a different personality. Her. And, you know, Kamala Harris, and, and I'm not necessarily, I don't want to insult um, Itamuhin... Sarah Palin? Sarah Palin, but Kamala Harris it's a different is person. an attorney. She was uh, a state attorney, then she mm-hmm. was, you know, the attorney general. Um, she's been in the Senate. She's been to congressional hearings, so on and so forth. So yeah, I can get preparada. Whether you like her or not, whether you <laughs> right, agree right, right. or disagree with her, I can get preparada um, to be in a higher elected office. Right. Uh, whereas Sarah Palin was not. She was governor of Alaska, and I, you know, I, I don't like to like put states in hierarchies, right, 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 right. but. Alaska versus California is just population wise. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a completely it's different. different animal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, California has what, like the third or fourth highest GDP in the world, if it was a country, right? Yeah. So it's a it's different. It's not comparable. It's not comparable. So I think that in this particular case, 
I, I'm glad that he did pick especially a black woman mm-hmm. because let's be honest. I and think it, that was always going to happen. Well, yes and no. Based on the front runners who people assume. Well, yes and no. Uh, well, well, now, recently, yes. Yes, yes, yes. 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 But yeah. remember that in when the first round of... Um, of the primaries happened, Joe Biden was almost like done oh, with, yeah. out with. And it wasn't until like the Carolinas, specifically South Carolina, that saved his ass. Yeah. And the, I mean, literally, you, yeah. You have to give credit where credit is due. It was the black community, specifically black women, that saved his ass. Yeah. So, you know, is this kind of like a thank you? Is it kind of like, I see you? You know, we could make arguments Same. again till the cows come home that. It is that it was, um, you know, a play. Um, it's a smart move. A strategy. Yeah, strategic. There we go. Strategic move. You, you can make all those arguments, um, but the woman that he picked is, you know, she's I think qualified. she's more than qualified. Mm. And I, you know, I've said this before about her being a moderate. I've said this before many times here. I've always considered myself a liberal. I've I've always been a Democrat. Uh, since I was a child, I always like I was, you know, mm-hmm. around a sea of Republicans and conservatives. Right. I'm like, I don't I don't see things this way. Right. I've always been very politically um, you know, very politically aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that being a moderate, especially in today's political climate that everything is so polarized, being a moderate fortunately or unfortunately is how you can try to get things done because if you are if you are too that's life you can't always just dig your heels in the sand yeah yeah but you know you can make an argument that there's things that like if you look at history you know whether it was the civil rights act the women's suffrage movement Mm -hmm. and the list goes on that you have to be a radical and radical thinking and outside the Mm -hmm. box to get things like that done and there's a certain truth to that that you have to be outside of the establishment and really far left Mm -hmm. to get you know, very progressive mm-hmm. to get things done. There is a truth to that, and and I, and I do believe that. But I just think that with the gridlock that we have now, with the right. you know, it's like we gotta take yeah, a step. all your ideals seem fine and dandy, but how are you gonna get this passed? Right. And I rather have something than nothing. Right. You know, sh- is it worth continuing to fight for? Of course, it, it is. But but there is a moment that you have to be like, okay. I'm going to pick my battles. This, I'm going to pick my battles. This may not be the ticket that I wanted. Right. This may not be the two people that I wanted. These people may be more moderate than I wanted. But do I want the alternative? Right. Right? Right. So, that's... I don't know. That We'll see. We'll see. Well, November's we'll see. around the corner. So, um, something I really wanted to like touch base with in terms of her in specific. Mm-hmm. So, I, I always... Here on the show, I always... Make a lot of comments about my parents. Yes. <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> and, Once or twice. Um, I always make comments about like all these like shows that my father watches mm-hmm. on um, Spanish on Spanish TV. TV. From, and, from Spain? Uh, no, no. From Spain, but mm-hmm. also, you know, like America TV, okay, Omega, okay. all these like... Local. More local. Local. L- local shows produced by older Cuban men for, for older Cuban, Cuban men. men or yeah. whatever. You want to talk about... You want to talk about FUBU? <laughs> um, so he was watching a show of Carasa. He loves Ocarasa. Ocarasa. Okay. See, and earlier this week, when actually the day that uh, Biden made his um, his comment announcement, he um, he I was at the, my parents' house and they he was watching the show and where they were talking Ocarasa brought panelists to um, talk about to discuss the, the ticket. Right. 
So they they brought this guy who um, was a a Republican. Mm-hmm. I I forget his name, and he starts talking about Kamala Harris. He's like, "Sí, porque ella es una una fiscal en California, pero mira, el problema de Kamala Harris es que ella es una mujer muy ambiciosa." And I told my dad, "Give me the control." Pause. I paused. I go. He just called her ambiciosa as a bad thing. And he's like, when are we gay? And I'm like, do you think that they would have said the same thing if she, if that was a man? Was a man. And he's like, oh, I don't think that that's what he meant. I'm like, that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what he, he meant. meant. Yeah. And, and the way that he said it. And my yeah. dad's like, I don't know. I think you're reading too much into it. I'm like, I'm not. He knows that the audience are older men, you know, who, from a different country, not a different gonna, culture. Who are not dealing with a woman in charge. Right. And that's exactly what he meant. But my father was like, whatever. My father right. just wanted to continue with the interview. <laughs> so so he did. And then after the commercial segment, <laughs> they brought in the, the Democrat to okay. talk about the, the, the so ticket. The, the, the other side. Right. And the, before the Democrat said anything, um, he goes, you know, I just want to say, yo quiero decir que la persona que estaba aquí antes, I forget his name. I take offense over the fact that you said that this Kamala Harris is ambitious. If she were a man, that, that's her fault. If she were a man, we would not be talking about her ambition. And my dad, my dad is the one who pauses the show and he's like, "Wow, all of you Democrats think the same." And I go, "Hell yeah!" I'm like, "But it's so, but this it's, is the topic that I wanted to bring in." I'm but like, it's, I'm but, like, it is incredible that in 2020, it's a, it's, it's a microaggression. We are talking about a woman who's a vice presidential nominee. That a criticism of her is that she's ambitious. Is that she's ambitious. That she has ambition. That she's ambitious. I mean, can you imagine if they would say that about a man? No, about a man would be like, no, porque fulano eres bien ambicioso. Exactly. And the, it's the tone. Pero Kamala, no, no es ella, ella bien ambiciosa. It's like, what the hell? I don't know. Do you... Okay, let me ask you. In your advertising world, do you see that? In what regard? Like in terms of like female, uh, female directors, female. Well, it's weird because I and I've said this. I more often than not have only had like female bosses, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very weird for me when I hear people. And I, I'm not saying that my experience is is it, and that you know everybody else is wrong and I'm right. <laughs> um, but when people when I hear people say like you know oh this industry has no women and blah blah I'm like well all my bosses have been women, mm-hmm. and the fact that my bosses have been women means that obviously they're ambitious, but then. There is a point, you know, where after after a certain title, shall we say, it's all men, mm-hmm. you know, and especially because I tend to I tended so, to work in so multicultural. You, We're also talking about like I used to work with a lot of black Latinas, you know, like it, it's not it's not just women. It was you know let's add to the <laughs> to the checklist. But I mean, I don't know that. I, I, look, I guess ugh, women have always had that problem, you know. Again. Anytime a woman is ambitious, you know, or anytime a woman has to be stern, oh, she's such a bitch. And in my defense, I've said the same thing about guys too. I've said you're such a fucking dick. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes, you know what? You, you, sometimes you are a bitch and sometimes you are a dick. It's just what, you know, it's life. But I, I just think it's hilarious that it's like, yes, women can also vote. Did you, did you see that one? You know, they can, they can open up a checking account without their husband's permission. That's incredible. I, but it goes back to what you're saying. You know, you, you got to speak to the audience that, you, you know, you got to speak to your audience, right? Like, 
They're not going to have the guy come out and be like, bueno, tú sabes que ella es una mujer bien, bien preparada. Y, y yo no le veo nada de malo de que ella ha dicho, yo voy a poner mi carrera antes de mi familia. Because that's not going to fly with that target. It's just, it's incredible to me that there's still people who see ambitious women as a liability. Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I, I just it, it doesn't surprise me just because again, I, I, I you know, it's twenty twenty. Because, because I, I think, you know, there, there there could be people who maybe maybe the thought of a female president is a foreign thought to them, mm -hmm. but don't necessarily are not going to oppose it just because it's a woman, right? Right, or criticize it just because it's a woman. So that's why I was like. I can't believe that in 2020 we're having a, a, a discussion over the word ambitious, but oh, whatever. <laughs> but there's something else also that I wanted to bring up. So I wanted to come up because now, you know, now it's election season. Right. Right. Have you heard of uh, Daniel Perez? No. Okay. He's running. He's in the Florida House of Representatives. Oh, okay. Okay. And he's he's running now. He is. He's really young. I, I He's younger than we are. I think he's like in his early 30s. Oh, wow. He's probably like 32, 33. And... He again. He's running for a seat in the Florida, in the Florida House of Representatives. Okay. His opponent's entire smear campaign against him, and I've seen the commercials. Okay. Is the fact that I don't know five six years ago when he was before he was married, him and his fiance mm -hmm. went to Cuba. Okay. On vacation. I think they went to visit family, but they also made a vacation out of it. Okay, but bueno. So he went and to, I think he went that to the pictures family. were on his social media or on her social media because the people who were running this campaign against him, oh, um, they do their homework. They they found the pictures. Yeah, they do their homework of them yeah. like in La Habana and in Baradero and all uh -huh. this stuff. I've like I saw, I've seen the commercials. Okay, the entire commercial is like Daniel Perez fue a Cuba. He said, Rio del dolor de los cubanos. Okay. Is, he, is he Cuban? Yeah. Okay. ¿Cómo podemos elegir a alguien que nos represente que fue a Cuba y le dio dinero al régimen castrista? <laughs> wow. The entire commercial, I was so like... So not about his policies, because, not right, about... Exactly, because right. I, I was like, oh, they're going to lead off with that. Right, 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 right. And right. then get Build. it to be like, oh, y él también, you know, hizo ¿Qué esto, tú puedes esperar esto, de alguien hizo, que hace esto? Y ta, 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 and like, right. give real substantial... Mm -hmm. Because he's... He's he's already been elected, so this is he's oh this is round two right okay okay right he's already been there so okay. I thought they were gonna go you know against this record because right. he is part of the, uh, the House of Representatives mm -hmm. so being that he's an elected official right if you're running against him the thing to make sense is to go after his record right right right, right. call me silly I mean I have not been anybody's campaign managers. <laughs> But that's what you should do. But I even think that the guy who ran uh, uh, Joe Exotic's campaign knew that much. Knew that much, knew that right? Much, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. This video is attacking the fact that he went to Cuba. So what do we think about this nonsense? I really don't care. <laughs> I don't care that he went to Cuba. I mean, again, number one, he has family there. So it's not even that you can that you can say... Bueno, he went just to go to Varadero. You know right. what I mean? Like, he went to go visit his family. And while he was there, you know, he went to see where his family comes from. I mean, the argument could be made the flip. You know what I mean? Which is, I come from this country. I, I, I went back to get to know my culture, my people, my family, you know, so on and so forth. Um, you know, we don't do the same of people who go to China. You know, we don't do the same thing for, for you know, it's not like, oh, you know, eh, Fulano de Tal went to China on his honeymoon. You know, he's such a Maoist. You know, <laughs> like, you, I mean, you just don't. You don't do that. And 
my whole thing with that is I fully understand. Again, it goes back to what we're saying, you know, FUBU, right? Like, make sure that you're you're speaking to your audience. But my whole thing with it is, okay, what does that matter? I'm not voting for him for tour guide. You know, he's not running for election of Globus. <laughs> he's running, you know, for, for a, a government campaign. Well, because I think that it has to do, which we've spoken a lot, you know, here on our show about. It has to do with the guilt of our people you know <laughs> the cuban guilt it's like we're gonna trash this guy because he went to cuba on vacation some years ago and we're gonna use that against him in his re-election campaign and i i saw that commercial and i could not believe that that was actual and it was an actual full commercial like a 30 just about that just about him going to cuba and pictures of him him and his fiance in cuba and they're like look at him in cuba you know he's a traitor and all that stuff and it's like again the man has a record a legislative record you could have pointed that out and we're gonna make him like the the you know the the villain. villain in this story because he went to cuba i mean come on come on but that's why like i you know I've said it here before. We love our people, but politically, we are... Uh, oh, we're the worst. The worst. We're the worst. <laughs> Speaking of... Oh, God. Let, let's liven things up a little bit. And yes, yes. Before so, this week, um, we have somebody who's not the worst. We actually have, from Diary of a US uh, of a Future President and Orange is the New Black, we have Selenice Leva. She was fantastic. Unfortunately, you were having technical issues, so I had to, to sure you know, did. batten down the hatches on my own, but it was great. She was an absolute joy. We also spoke about uh, her new book where she details her sister's um, gender transition journey, but how it was also a journey for them as the entire family. And especially with us as being Latinos, you know, there's, there's still so many things kind of, you know, to touch on a little bit, like, you know, oh, us Cubans or whatever there's still things that are taboo, you know, and this is definitely one of the biggie taboo ones. And so it was really, really refreshing and, and interesting to hear what motivated her and her sister to, to you know, put this journey down on paper and, and put it out for others. So after a word from our sponsor, we will jump into uh, our interview with Selenice Leva. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, everyone. This is DJ 
How is everybody doing? Well, I have some great news for you guys. I'm here to tell you about Manscaped because let's face it, con el calor que hay, the last thing we want is to be bushy below the belt, right? And as you guys know, we've been telling you of how much we love Manscaped and their products. Their lawnmower 3.0 has been a godsend when you live in Miami, the birthplace, you know, of humidity, the center of humidity. Uh, and now they're helping us groom areas everyone can see too. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit is the perfect add-on to their Perfect Package Hair Trimmer Kit. Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit has four stainless steel tools, slash tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, nail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Come on, it's flip-flop seasons. Let those talents under control, guys, because you know how bad that could be. And you know that we're going to give you a promo code. So our use our promo code BETO20 and it gets you 20% off and free shipping and handling. That's right. 20% off with code BETO20 means you could get the perfect package 3.0 kit featuring the lawnmower 3.0 and toss in the Shears 2.0 as well. Not enough savings? For a limited time, if you subscribe for the Razor Replacement Plan, you can also get a free travel bag and their comfortable and chafe-reducing Manscaped boxer briefs, which, by the way, I use all the time and are awesome underwear. Bueno, a ver, 20% discount, free gifts, clean nails, and trimmed, you know what, sounds like a hell of a bargain. So what are you waiting for, guys? Visit manscaped.com and use promo code PEDO20 today. Welcome back, listeners. So, as we mentioned, today our guest is the extremely talented actor and author, straight from Diary of a Future U.S. President, Orange is the New Black, and quite frankly, my favorite drinking game ever, which is, hey, there she is on Law & Order, <laughs> Selenice Leva. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh my God, thank you. I love that game. There she is. And you would find me in every single Law & Order ever made. I'm pretty sure that you have to hold some type of record because now that Law & Order is on every day of the week, I watch and it every day of the week. And you're, I see you every day. I feel like you're just like my, my vecina, you know? And I'm like different people too. I'm like the prostitute one day and the police officer the next day and the lawyer the next. It's exciting. It's exciting to be me. See, I feel like you're the same character, just, you know, she's exploring life. Like she's growing... <laughs> I agree. She's growing. I, I, it was so funny because my very first Law & Order ever, 20 years ago, wow. 20 years ago, um, was Special Victims. And recently, I appeared on their 20th anniversary. And I appeared as the first time as a hooker, as a, as a lady of the, 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 yes, the streets. Yes. And then um, 20 years later, I am a lawyer. Well, so my, my inner story was she did good. Yes. She, she went to law school and now she's here with yep. a vengeance. So she put I, those coins to work, girl. She, she did. <laughs> she did, honey. <laughs> so again, thank you so much for, for, for joining us. You know, I, I know we've, we feel like we know you so well because you are in our living rooms, you know, from <laughs> Orange is the New Black now, you know, Diary of Future U.S. President. You said, you know, 20 years ago, your first role on SVU, you know, it's what has that journey been like for you? You know, as a as a Latina, I mean, you're Dominican and Cuban, right? That's yes, Dominican and Cuban. Uh, my mother is Dominican. My father's Cuban. Uh, I was raised and born in here in New York in the Bronx. Okay. And yeah, I'm a Bronx girl. And, uh, you know, it's been 
it's been a lot of struggle, a lot of no's and a lot of, yeah, but not quite, you know, um, <laughs> this is going to be the one and then it's not. And so when it finally did happen in, in the level that it did with Orange is the New Black, uh, I have to tell you that I was in shock. Like, I still could not believe that I was like buses would pass by or billboards on 42nd Street, Times Square, and there I was. Or, you know, it, it was so surreal to me because it took such a long time to right. get to a place of that kind of recognition that I, I, I just, I'd be like, well, why are they staring at me? <laughs> like, I'd be like on the, on the train being like, oh, why is she looking at me? And, and it was like, Oh, oh, she's looking at me because I'm above me. There's also a poster of me above me. So, so but, pero te lo juro, like, it was like the most, like, that I have moments still where I'm like, but why are they looking? And it's, oh, oh, I get it now. So, I don't know. It took a long time. It was really painful at times because um, this is something that I've wanted to do since I had memory. Yeah. Um, and for a long time, I thought, wow, am I going to be able to do it in a, in a, on the level of being able to make a living? Right. You know what I mean? Because uh, anybody could be an artist, a starving artist. but <laughs> Most are. <laughs> most are. I was. So, you know. And, and so, I don't know. It's, it's been like this really surreal, beautiful moment. And when you, when you got that role, let's, let's talk a little bit about Orange is the New Black, you know, as, uh, Gloria Mendoza. I really, truly think of that show as an ensemble. But I will ask, was it always intended that way? Because I feel like at least at first the hook was, you know, it's the white girl in jail and wacky adventures around mm -hmm. her. Was yeah. it always presented to you like this is a role that will be, you know, for the long haul? Or or was it more of a eh, an episode or two and as you're, you know, you, you got steam? It, it, it grew. Yeah, no, for me, it, it, believe me, it wasn't, a, nothing was presented to me like it was <laughs> anything other than a day player, one or two days of work. Um, and so, and at the time I had given up acting. I, I didn't really? want to act anymore. Yep. Six months before getting orange, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too painful. I'm tired. I'm tired of being told, no, there goes the cat. The cat. There's <laughs> cat crossing. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I just didn't think it was a, a big deal. I thought I was just going to show up. It was a way to make some money. Uh, the agent that I had at the time told me, I don't think you should do it. It's 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 just, you know, whatever. And I'm glad I didn't listen to her. I'm no longer with her. <laughs> there's a um, reason. I guess. <laughs> there's a reason. Um, but I, I just took the role because I just thought it was going to be an easy, like just a paycheck. And then I could go on trying to find other work. Um, and then Gloria Mendoza just grew. And I think from from everything that Genji Cohen, who is the executive producer, the showrunner of, of Orange is the New Black, it was always intended to eventually be a story about women in prison. Um, the hook was going to be obviously uh, the Piper story, right? right? Which is the first season was set, you know, centered around primarily around her and then the other characters. But as we went on, then it was no longer about the book. It was more about these women and and Genji and the writers just went crazy with ideas that I think came from the individual actors. I think every actor gave them something to be like, oh my God, yes, now we could do this. And now, you know, so um, 
most of us didn't think that we were going to be on a show for seven seasons. I know I was told I was only going to do one or two episodes. So to be, you know, seven seasons, to be there the first day, I was there the first day of shooting, real, this is real. I was there the very first day to the very end. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to me because, you know, again, at first glance, it's like, ah, uh, it's a bunch of women in jail, right? Like, yeah. and especially when we start talking about representation, you know, as a, as a, as a Latina and, you know, it was really a multicultural ensemble. I think most people may have at least written it off at first as like, oh, it's another, you know, Latinas in jail. But the beauty of that show is how it grew, you know, those, yeah. their, their backstories and they yeah. became characters, not stereotypes. Yes, yes. I love that you say that because that was always my response to people who criticized the show. Um, even people in our own community, um, even actors in Hollywood, Latino actors in Hollywood, uh, who uh, seem to, you know, look down on this show. And I would say, well, it's, first of all, it takes place in prison um so it's gonna be about a lot of prisoners including latinas right yeah it's a prison show if it was a, it was a country club show right and the latinas were in the prison like down the road then i could understand why everybody's yeah. having a hard time right um but here for the first time is a show that that got to really showcase latinas in every age body type from different oh, yeah. cultures, Mexicana, Colombiana, Dominicana, Cubana. And that was to me a big deal and a cause for celebration. And instead I found that some of us in our community chose to look down on it instead of celebrate it, you know? So that's an unfortunate thing. That's something that unfortunately the Latino community does a lot of mm -hmm. is, you know, poo poo. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so I found that to be, you know, kind of like what a waste of time and energy instead of really celebrating that for the very first time in the history of Hollywood, you have a, an array of true Latino representation. Oh what we, the Latinx community really are, that was it. That was it in, in all of us, you know, in every single actor on that show. Okay, so, from, from you to Dasha to um, Diana. Diana Rivero, like, Jackie Cruz, Jackie. you know, Jessica Bimantal. There was a huge yeah. array of yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just the, the Latin bombshell, quote unquote. You know, it was no. like, no, these are your these are your primas, these are your tias, these are your, you know, people that yeah. you know yeah. growing up. Like yeah. that's that's genuinely how I felt watching you guys. Yeah. And you know, so after that wrapped, now yes. I, I think, you know, again, on the topic of representation, I love, love, love the diary of a future US president. Aww. It is such a beautiful show in that it is about a you know Cuban American family, but they're not in the hood. They're not, you know, struggling to get out. You know, you're a lawyer. Again, you you come back to your law background, right? Your law and order background seems to have oh, done you well. Oh, my prostitute did well for herself. <laughs> she just had to get out of New York. She went to Miami, became she a did. lawyer. She, she went to Miami, she became a lawyer. You know, it worked. It worked. It, what I love is that it's ultimately, you know, yes, this is a Latino family. How do I put this without saying, without sounding like a jerk, right? It's not about... Oh, look how Latino we are. It's just who they are, you know, yes. and it's, and again, who wouldn't want to live in a world where Gina Rodriguez is president? I'm just saying. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hello. 
but I, but that's yeah. just so beautiful that they're just you know a, a family that happens to be hispanic what i also love about um diary of a future president um is that it is a representation of a latino family without you be, having it beaten in every single sentence we're latinos da, 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 da. you know like no like none of us walk around like that no. nobody walks around like you know like yo soy latina like right. no we just are and so i think but the but you know what makes a difference is to have a a showrunner who's latina yep to have people in the writers room who are latin people who are you know actors who are latino who can say uh you guys let's calm down on, on the latino you know like so, we could we had the right to say that and to just tell stories that are universal and that's what i love about diary of a few a future president that any little girl it doesn't have to be a latina little girl it doesn't have to be a cuban american girl it could be any little girl can look at this show and be like oh my god i could be the president of the united states one day you know um i love that i'm representing a single mother yeah. period a single mother um who's a lawyer and who is navigating the world of her life her kids life and trying to get back into the dating world like it's a, like anybody it, anybody can relate to that so yeah. that's what i love much about diary of a future president and you're right not every sh show about latinos has to be about latinos you know like right. we, it's it's like exhausting you know um, but that usually happens when um non-latinos are in the room yeah, and, 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 and it sucks because you know that they do it with the best of intentions, right? Like they're, they're, they're trying to do that representation, but they don't get it. They, 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 don't, don't, get it. they don't know, you know, who we are because they haven't lived it. It's not their fault. They no, no. So th that's why I love, love, love this, this show so much. And, and I was so excited because I was like, oh my God, I get to tell a story um, so that someone who looks like me a little boy, a little girl, someone who looks like me can look at me and say, wow, if she could do it, so can I. It's it's a possibility. You know, representation really does matter. And we say that a lot, but it does matter. It matters to be seen. It matters to be able to connect to the stories that are being told, um, not just with the story, but also visually. Yeah. So I'm excited that we got a second season. Um, when is that going to start I'm, filming? You guys don't know yet? or? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're hoping to to do it very soon. We're we're waiting. You know, now everything everybody has to take super precautions, and I think we're just waiting for um, a couple of people to to agree to the safety measures claro. that are going to be put in place. But um, the goal is to start, um, God willing, this fall to start shooting. Yeah, claro, claro. No, yeah, you got safety first, right? Like always. Safety first. Safety first. Now, you, I mean, thank you almost for, for teeing up the segue there for me so perfectly with talking about representation. Um, you yeah. know, I did mention at the, at the top that you are also an author. And, you know, your book, and I, I don't want to get the name wrong, so it's My Sister, uh, what is the, the subtitle? Uh, my, my, yeah, My Sister, How One Sibling's Transition Changed Us Both with yes. My Sister Marisol. Marisol, mm -hmm. yes. And, you know, I feel like when we start talking about representation, I feel like that is an area, you know, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, trans and trans allies and, and that whole experience. We're still, yes, there's more representation than there was before where, I mean, but again, it's like, if you know, you went from zero to two, that's more. Yeah. 
right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But within the Latino community, the Latinx community, it still feels very taboo in a way yeah. that, I mean, you know, as a gay man, I can say maybe, you know, being gay still has its taboos, but we're loosening up those reins a little. Yes. What prompted you to, to, and your sister, to write this book, you know, to, yeah. to get it, that story out there? I think what definitely prompted it uh, prompted us to to say that to basically share our story was for me using my platform. I've always been a, an advocate to the LGBTQ plus community. Always, um, uh, I believe in using my platform to speak on things that matter to me, mm-hmm. whether it's LGBTQ rights, immigration, women production rights, voting, <laughs> you know, you name it. Um, but the Caitlyn Jenner story um, really uh, did something to me um, because I remember seeing the cover and really so excited for Caitlyn Jenner after all these years to finally live her truth and Absolutely. be celebrated in a beautiful way. Um, I thought, wow, this is this is amazing. Right. And then I woke up the next day feeling yucky. And I was like, oh. well, why am I feeling this feeling? And I had to really kind of go within. And it was because there was a danger in the way they were celebrating her and then leaving maybe no room for, what if you don't have the money that Caitlyn Jenner has, the fame that Caitlyn Jenner has, the brand of the Kardashians that she has? Um, What happens to people that fall outside of that? Right. Don't no resources. No, no resources, you know. Um, and and it made me think of my sister and her struggles and how hard it is for her to even get a job when people say, Oh, wait, oh, she's wow. trans. I don't know if we can, you know, and, and not just her, it's 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 so many people. Um, you know, you spoke as as a as a gay man, you're you're acknowledging that you you feel that you guys, right, right have right. come far, the community has come far. But the reality is that it took you years, decades to be where oh, yeah. you are today, to be acknowledged, to be respected, to, and, and even so, you come across a lot of obstacles. Yeah, it's still not ways. sunshine and rainbows, no pun intended. Right, it's still, <laughs> it's still every day, right? It's right. having to fight to maintain the rights that you have fought to get, right? So for me, the Caitlyn Jenner story was like, wait a minute, what if this could be a dangerous, slippery slope? Because if you don't look like that, if you are not someone who could afford all the surgeries, should you decide you want that? Correct. What happens if you can't afford the hormones, the correct hormones? What happens if you are quote unquote not passable? What happens to that? And so that's when I was like, I think it's time to tell us a different story. Mm -hmm. And also to showcase the Latino family and how you can overcome your op- your the obstacles that we create the 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 things that live in us in our communities um th- these these ideals ideals that we are you know conditioned to kind of like focus on let's showcase a transgender woman mm-hmm. who's afro latina who was adopted by a Cuban man, a Dominican woman, and grew up in the Bronx and is living a life with love and acceptance from her family. Right. That story has never been told. 
Wow. Anyone who's part of the LGBTQ community, we always hear about the family turning their backs on them. See, sí. see. Sí. You know? Ay, que la familia no quiere saber. And so, in us sharing our story, it's saying it wasn't easy. Right. We had to learn. But we are a family. And at the end of it all, I know that my sister Marisol is here with us today, living as a trans woman because of the love and support that she got from not only me, her sibling, right? And her other siblings, but my parents. And that's Immigrant. key, isn't it? That Immigrant. Is so key. <laughs> Un papa cubano. You know what I mean? You know what that means. Girl, I got one. I mean, I know. <laughs> yes, I, yes. You know? And a, and a Dominican mother who was like into the Catholic religion oh, and, yeah. and things like that. And they were able to turn around and say, this is our daughter. And, and we are going to respect her and we're going to love her. So that means a lot, you know what I mean? And that was important for us to tell the story. Just like we spoke about how a diary of a future president is nice to see Latinos in a different light. Well, it's nice to see a family of someone in a trans, that who's transgender actually say, no, we're going to support her. We're going to love her, we're going to, to be here. She has a family, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's very it's interesting because it's something you said right now, which is traditionally you always hear about like you know oh this person came out as you know gay, lesbian, trans, etc. And tremenda fajasong, the family threw them out. They were living under a bridge, and you know, and and I feel like even just from an entertainment perspective, like you know, to use the shorthand of Hollywood, that yes. for the longest time was the story, right? Because I had drama, you know, it's more dramatic and whatever. But that's not always the case, you know, and, yeah. and sometimes it's funny how, you know, you try to present these positive stories that, you know, ultimately positive stories, like, like with your sister. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people kind of want to go, well, but that's not the case for everyone. Right. And it's like, well, of course it's not, but I'm trying to show you that it's not always, you know, dire doom and gloom. Ooh. Yeah. Like yeah. there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, because like you said, yeah, people can get educated. We can educate people. We can educate those. There's always room. Like my parents, the easy way out was to be like, no, no, I can't be Casano, you know? And, and it was like, no, it's, it's, it's more interesting to me to see people overcome obstacles, Absolutely. right? Work through their problems and, and try to understand. And, and today, I'm going to tell you one thing. My Cuban 79-year-old father and my Dominican, you know, 70s, she's going to kill me. Don't say your mother's age. No, no. <laughs> my 30-something-year-old ah, mother. okay, okay. Like, you know, they were able to educate themselves to a place where they will not slip up. They're not going to miss, they're not going to, they know the pronouns. Right. You know what I mean? They're not going to dead name anyone. You know, they're 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 going to be respectful. Mm -hmm. Um, so if it could happen to my family, it could happen to your family. Yeah. And that was the point of this book. We want to save a life. We want to educate a, a save a family. We want to educate people. We want to say, yes, it's hard. And and it's sometimes really hard to even understand, but it's possible. And so we share our story, but we also give uh, resources at the end oh, of organizations and, and hotlines that you can call and, and, and get the support that you need so that you can then support your loved one. Yeah. And ultimately, I think it just comes down to, like you said, education. You know, if you don't know, ask the question. 
Ask the question. You yeah. Know, and, and people will know if you're asking the question from a good place or, or a bad place, you know, and it's, if yeah. you're genuinely just saying like, look, I don't want to offend anybody. How do I refer, you know, in this context and, and what have exactly. you, I don't, I can't see anybody being upset about that. No, no. You know? I, I'd rather you ask the question. I'd rather you really, cause you do know, like you said, we know when someone's coming from a place of malice and when someone's coming from a place of, please educate me, I want to get it right. And, um, and this book is for, for some, for those that want to get it right. For those that want to find a way to be better humans, you know, we're living during a time where, oh my God, you know, every day, you know, it's like just such a struggle. And I'm just inviting everyone to just take a moment to, even if you don't agree with it, just stop just for a second and, and read up on it. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Maybe after you finish reading the book, you're like, wow, I never, I never saw it like that. You know, you and then you'll see it differently. You know, I love having conversations with people that maybe politically we don't stand, you know, we don't see eye to eye, but I, I love having dialogue and I, and I'm going to respect, maybe at the end we'll walk away, not really totally in agreement, but guess what? At least you were heard and I was heard. And, and then, and, and we always learn something, believe it or not. We yes, always learn. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. I got to say, you know, COVID has been crazy, but the one thing I will be very upset always with COVID for is the fact that could not meet you and your sister in person when you guys were supposed to be on tour with the book. You were coming down here to Coral Gables at the local bookstore. And, and I was like, damn you, COVID. You know, as if I was oh, already upset. Corona. Right? Rona got in the way. Ay, damn it. Como jode, la, como jode la corona. I mean, como jode la rona. <laughs> Uh, well, Selenice, you know, I, I thank you again so much for taking time out to, to chat with us here. Uh, you know, Pedro, let me tell you, um, you know, ultimately our goal when we started this podcast was, you know, one of our models is listen, laugh and learn because yeah. we want people to walk away at least learning something or, or feeling like they're a little more expanded. But, you know, nobody wants to be preached to. So yeah. I, I definitely think, you know, you've helped us achieve that in today's episode. And I mean. Come on, you're entertaining. You know you are. You're, you know, come on. I'm an entertainer, honey. Yeah, but you, you know, you're an entertainer. You got, you got the goods. That's what I'm saying. But just know. look me up. Watch, just watch all the reruns of Law and Order, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for those who don't know, it's on every day of the week now. It literally yes, is. It is. <laughs> so, you know. I'm still getting checks. <laughs> yes, it is. It may be like up to like 20 cents at this point, but I'm still getting the check. Cuesta más to print the check than... Cuesta más to print the check. I always say, guys, really? Sack after. Maybe you should put this on a fund or something. This is ridiculous. I'm offended. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, but it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you so much. And you know what? Please, if you have you know anything else you're working on in the future, hope we can welcome you back again. Because I've had thank a you. ball chatting with you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And hopefully, you know, when everything is kind of hopefully back to semi-normal or normal, the new norm, whatever that is, we'll get to speak in person. And yes. thank you for supporting Mi Hermana, my sister. It's out, available on Amazon um, for all your readers in Spanish and in English. Um, Así it's que no tienen excusa. 
no tienen excusa, no me vengan con excusa, sí. en español y en inglés, hasta en chino si lo quieres. That's the next one, that's the next one. That's the next one. And of course, Diary of a Future President, streaming now on Disney+, Plus, and second season in the horizon, so I'm really excited, there's beautiful things happening. Stay healthy, everyone, and please, please wear your mask. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. Gracias, amor. A ti. And we're back. Uh, yeah, I my favorite part, I mean, you know, she's a very storied career. I mean, she's done a lot. She's done a lot of acting, but my favorite part was just talking to her about all her Law & Order appearances. Yeah. She has been on Law & Order. It has to be more than anybody else. So, so we have to share with our viewers what happened, our listeners what happened. Oh, my God. Because... We had set this interview up. It was pretty much in the middle of the workday, and it was set up. It was confirmed. I even called you and confirmed yes, you're it. Like, this is happening, and, this is and it. it was a you know usually we don't do interviews during our work, work hours, yeah. um, but this one we a had flexible. To. But this one we had to. So I even took a webcam to my office. I set it up. I d uploaded the drivers. You were ready to I go. I was ready to go. I, I tremendous setup. Ish. I confirmed. I'm like I'm ready. I'm ready to go. But there was a little bit of a snafu with the calendar and, and the setup. So the call started a little bit later than it was supposed to. So we thought that, you know, the, she had missed the appointment. Right, right, right. But in reality, she did call in. Yeah, she was I, running late. Right, she was running late. But we thought she had missed the appointment. Right. So I had put my phone down. It was on silent. And you started doing <laughs> other things? I started doing other things in my office. And she called <laughs> And, she called, and like a good like ha, like maybe half an hour yeah into it he's like I, I was like okay where are you he's like oh I'm just seeing this now should I jump in and I was like I mean I mean you could but at this point but, but I even took my web I had a webcam I was like, you were I, ready I know I have a webcam somewhere in this house and I found it I'm like shit but where's the CD so like I took it to work and I was able to download the drivers online which is Almost impossible to do, but I did it. And then, you know, freaking like, but now I, but now, you know, now you know, now my thing is set up. So. Now you're set up. You're a good So to go. I'm actually ready to get my last soda. Dale. Who and I'm really, really excited about who, Whose life are you refreshing? Who's on Instagram. Oh. Well, I that, that could give, be anybody. I want to give our last soda to. Okay. And a, a shout out to a page that we follow and we love. Yes. And everybody should follow them. It's Hialeah Love 1925. Oh. And the reason why I want to give it to them is, we, I think we've talked about the content yes. of this page. We actually don't know the people who run At all. this page. We don't know this person. Because the, the other kind of South Florida-based um, Instagram. Like you're only in dates and, we've and all met that. Them. Yeah. We, we kind of know who runs them. Right. You know, we've met them before. and um, We have we're a face. Miami, but but yeah. actually, I don't know who runs the Hialeah. No, we don't. But whoever runs it. I wanted to bring attention to because this person really knows their history and their research. They are huge history Like, buffs. like real, they do actual research, not documentary research. <laughs> and that's... It's a tale for another day. Yes. And what I love about them is, and you know, many times we all do this. We yep. laugh at Hialeah. We make fun of Hialeah. Hialeah is the butt of the jokes. Yeah, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Even Hialeah is in on it, right? Yeah, again, Hialeah is always... But this, this Instagram page... He, they post again. I don't know if it's a he or she. Yes, they person. or they. They they post just these historical like references and pictures about the rich history of Hialeah. Yeah. And Hialeah has a very, very, very rich and interesting 
history yeah. that I think all of us will be a little surprised and just be yeah. like, wow, you know, sabía eso, or like, wow, eh, por eso es que la calle se llama así, or right, right. La, la casa, like the war houses with the flat Yes, roofs. why they're like that. Why, yeah. why do they look like that? And th this person who runs this page, and again, I wish we knew who it was. Yeah, and, if, and, and hey, if you listen to our show, if you're out there, I mean, reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. Um, it, I, I'm just amazed at the amount of knowledge they know. And I'm, you know that I'm a history buff and I'm a yeah, total. Yeah, but they, in, they got but, minutia. Right. And it's yeah. like, it's like, where do they even go find this stuff? Because it's, it's like very detailed and very. And it's always presented very entertainingly. Like it's not dry But either, it's very which well is, curated. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's a Baha'i And I, I, I recommend everybody and invite everybody to check out the Instagram page. Um, because you're really going to see posts that, you, you know, Hialeah Love 1925 on Instagram. You're really going to see posts that you're going to be like, Coño, I didn't know that. And, you know, over buildings, streets, right. and landmarks that you've passed a million times, right. and you didn't know the historical content. So my soda goes out to them. Well, there you go. Well, my soda goes out to a sitcom currently on ABC called United We Fall. Oh my gosh, I saw it yesterday. I love it. It is so cute. Now, it's a it's a traditional sitcom. It's, you know, a married couple with kids and their wacky family and, you know, all that. But the beauty is that um, half of the couple is Latina. It's played by uh, Christina Vidal, who some of you, if you grew up at a certain time, probably know her best uh, from Taina on Nickelodeon. And her brother is played by uh, Guillermo Diaz, who was on Scandal. I don't know him from and Scandal. Weeds. I and know him from Britney, Britney Spears, Spears video, video, which is frankly it's the most important thing. And I know that he loves I'm seashells. Concerned. Yeah, like it's the most important thing as far as I'm concerned. Um, forget Scandal. Forget all the rest of it. But um, it's also uh, it also stars uh, um, Will Sasso and Jane Curtin. I freaking love. Okay, I actually started watching that show. Not to, not do you know that it's like the highest rated show? Okay, of the I started watching that show because I freaking love Will Sasso. I love him, and I love Ali. Jane Curtin, yes, I, and it's funny because Jane Curtin has done SNL and she did th Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, she's, she's Allie. Allie. Like, she's always Allie. She's she's, Allie. she's just Allie from Kane Alley. That's actually I was saying that just like Judith Light, it's Judith Light Angela. has done SVU. She's done Transparent. She won a Tony. She, she won a Tony. But to me, she's, she's Angela. Angela Bauer. She's Angela Bauer. That's it. She will always be Angela Bauer. Just is what it is. But yeah, no. What I love is, and again, when it's something that I that I was I about to ask upon. you what the ratings were. It's been doing great. When it premiered, it was like the highest premiere rating. No sé qué and cosa. It feels very old school. It's traditional. Yeah. Sitcom. Very, um, what is it? Three camera? It's a three camera sitcom. Yeah. Multicam. Yeah. Um, actually, Gloria Cadron Kellett is one of the producers on it. She ah. actually directed. She That's was in one of the episodes. That's why it's good. Of course. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And what I love is that they're, you know, her side of the family is Latino in the sense of like the girls call her brother Theo and things like that. Yes. But it doesn't beat you over the head with no. the Latino-ness, which is something that I that I brought up with Serenice, which is the beauty of you know her show Diary of a of a U.S. president or a future president, because they're Cuban American on on the Disney Plus show. They just are. It's not about like every time somebody shows up and it's just like, hola, my family. You know, it, it's that's right. not the the thing. You know, we don't do that. We acknowledge it. We acknowledge it, but it's not about it. It's, it's right, right. It's just who they are. Right. It's not what they are. Um. So yeah, United We Fall on ABC. It's actually probably the biggest hit they've had this year. It's funny because ever since I, I think I came across the post. I don't follow Will Sasso, but. I, I saw a post that he had made a couple of months ago uh, on the set. Right, right. And he's like, oh, it's going to premiere sometime. It's August or September. Yeah. Um, 
because it was supposed to be a mid a mid season and, and replacement. Then they it, yeah, and um. I was like, and when I saw the cast, I'm like, oh, this this should be funny. So I was interested in that show, like, blindly almost. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm like, again, anything Allie's in, because Jane Curtin is a riot. Jane Curtin is great. She's a riot. Yeah. So, yeah, and Mr. Bruce. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and Guillermo, yes, you know. Again, he's done a bunch of things, all of them fantastic. Britney Spears video. That's forever. He did a video. Yeah, no, he has like the whole part. He I mean, saved her from the robots. He really did. He did. So you know what? We're indebted to you, Guillermo, for that alone. Oh, that's awesome. You know, you so. think you go out there with your hashtag of free Britney. You know what? He did. Okay, he, he, he did. Her. He saved her. Anyway, everybody, bueno, we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. And that was another episode. Grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And that was episode number... 122. 122, everybody. Are you sure it was 122? I, well, I hope so, because if not, that's what we've been saying this whole time. <laughs> so we may be right. We may be wrong. We may be crazy. I don't know. I'm a Billy Joel song now all of a sudden. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh my gosh, now you're making me doubt things live on air. Yes, it's episode 122. 122, 122 everybody. Oh, that's how sane we are. <laughs> everybody have a great weekend. Have a great Friday, Pero Friday. Hear you next time. Cuídense. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 